0: Welcome to another episode of The Green It List Live, where we explore all things related to benefits and human capital. I'm Lee Dill. And I'm Sally Pace. Today, we're talking with Heather and Trevor Garvers. They wear many hats. Yes, they are a couple. They are with Hub International. But they also have done something really remarkable that we're going to talk about. They are the co-founders of Voluntary Advantage. So guys, thank you both so much for being here. Do a little deeper dive into your backgrounds and who you are as a couple and as individuals.
1: Thank you both for for having us. This is something that we have thought about for four or five years. We, we've seen the growth, which is great in our industry. With growth, there can be challenges. And, and with that, we obviously understand that that's a good thing. And we want to take kind of our hat and use our resources that we picked up over the, the 15 to 20 years within our marketplace and create something that everybody from the start of the product creation to the actual deliverable for that policy holder that's out there in the marketplace today. We know the strengths of America that's happening today for that policy holder. We know different inflation rates. We know the pressures of having fewer dollars to be used. But what could we do? We're we're very blessed in our our careers, but be able to give back to the career that gave us to so much. We looked at the marketplace and said, hey, there's nothing there. What can we do? How can we advance that? And uh, we came up with Voluntary Advantage. So we had the full blessing from our our company and their executive leadership team at Hub to to start this and create this and be part of this. And uh, hopefully down the road today, we can share with you some of the great things that have already happened in uh, our brief three-month history of, of Voluntary Advantage.
0: And it is remarkable that you guys have only, I guess you launched just three months ago. For those that are listening that are not already subscribing to Voluntary Advantage or receive the publication, do you guys mind explaining what exactly Voluntary Advantage is?
2: Absolutely. So Voluntary Advantage is an entity we created just to really help drive innovation and collaboration in the voluntary benefits industry. We're made up of a board of Individuals who are passionate about voluntary benefits and and we have diverse backgrounds and perspectives on the industry, please visit our website at www.voluntary-advantage.com. From there, you can subscribe. The core of what we do right now is we do push out a monthly digital publication of all things voluntary benefits. And so we're talking about trends and doing deep dives into different concepts like claims and Billing and ethics and all of the fun stuff. And, and our hope is that if you are on the distribution side of voluntary benefits, whether you're in sales, a broker, a career agent, a carrier, a ventech platform, decision support tool, that there's content in each edition that you can take and apply to your practice and at least one fact that you can take back and help you do your job better. That's the core of what we do. And we will be having a conference this year virtual this year. So we do want to bring industry leaders together and have live discussions about what the industry is today and where we are going, where we should be going. So that's coming. We have a speaker series. And so we're having speakers from within the industry and outside of the industry do live virtual presentations on different topics. Our first one's coming up with a LinkedIn expert. And so he's just going to provide tips and insights into how to create your own personal brand and show an ROI from your LinkedIn and your social media presence. We have a calendar of events. And so our hope there is that if there are events targeted to our audience, so anyone on the distribution side of voluntary benefits, you can house those events in our calendar and we can help bring people together and drive them to that content as well. Um, so we're, we're really trying to provide resources for anyone on the distribution side of the industry. It's kind of a one-stop shop for anything voluntary benefit related.
1: And what started, I think, really to, to move the, the leaders on the side of it's the carriers or the distribution source benefit administration, it really became now a focus on that policy holder who really doesn't have a voice in the marketplace. The person who's buying the policy from the employer, they may never have an opportunity to sit down with a chartered financial planner. They may never have the access to that individual. That's what we've seen early on is being able to protect their well-being from an ethical standpoint, product development, uh, marketing. And, And what we saw was a lot of silos within our industry. And at the end of the day, those silos were stopping us from developing in moving our marketplace forward. And ultimately that policy holder, the man or woman who put their hard earned dollars into that policy were being affected. So in that three months already, we've already seen the impact, we're seeing the feedback where the policyholders are saying, hey, I'm, I'm gonna get a better product. I'm getting transparency of working together. If it's us, the broker houses, we're seeing where the articles that we're putting out are now being distributed from one agency to another. We never saw that in the history of our marketplace. We're starting to see feedback from our carriers, wanting to sit down with us, the brokers, who have the connection to the employer in that employee saying, you know, one of the things we have an issue with is the claims experience. We need better claims ratios. We see better loss ratios. We're actually seeing individuals print out our digital work in circling them and highlighting them and now taking them back to their board saying, hey, it's not only me or or her and the sales reps, they're saying this is the industry impact that we can have and others are saying this, And we're getting feedback from carriers that are making changes, which ultimately will benefit that employer and and policy. So that makes us pretty excited. We know that we're getting some early feedback where it's trending in in our digital publications. We're kind of now not in the one or two spot for, you know, really just being Heather and I, we're competing against staffs that have 20 to 30 people in it. and, And this is in addition to what we're doing at Hub. So at the end of the day, we think we can do a lot more. It's really telling us that, you know what, this passion project was needed. We're getting the feedback, even from our competitors and our partners, that what can we do? We're getting calls daily. Can we sponsor this? Can we be part of this? Can we write an article? Because we want articles that are unbiased and factual and that can change the industry. So that makes us pretty, gets us up in the morning, gets us really excited about what we're doing.
0: I love the impact that you're bringing to the individual members and really giving them a voice as well, because with the right resignation that we saw A couple years ago, employer groups are really having a hard time keeping and retaining good talent, and those benefits they put in place help with that. Can you give us some trends you're seeing of what the employees are asking for or the impact that they're providing?
1: I would say first, I would lean on the actual utilization of these benefits. A lot of folks don't understand that. They just think they put the benefit in place and then it may or may not get used. Carriers and benefit communication firms have an overload of data. And our marketplace has traditionally been five or 10 years behind the curve technology wise. We're now being able to push these partners to say, what can we do with all this data to drive outcomes? And we're already seeing claim utilization ratios increase. We're having discussions that maybe we need to make the claims experience process easier. We know our country is breeding somewhere at maybe a third or fourth grade reading level. How do we make it easier for them to access? We're all busy, right? We're not living in the present. We know that. But how do we still make that claims experience a lot easier for that man or woman who's working in Main Street, trying to keep the doors open with their business? And we end up playing a very large part financially but ultimately we're a very small part of keeping that business going. And To your point with the Great Resignation, we really need to revamp how we're doing business today. We need to do it better. So around the claims utilization would be the number one. Overall, the communication needs to be a lot better with our policyholders. The enrollment experience is not just a, we all go through it at the end of the year for that 15 minutes, 30 minutes, that's painful. They call you into a room. These type of experiences need to be year round. Our policy holders and employers are saying, I want to have this benefit on my phone, access it. When I go to the doctor, go to the dentist. Like I said, we've been at five or 10 years behind. So we're seeing that trend already start to pick up where we need to make that deliverable a lot easier. So by bringing everybody together, lowering those silos, we are already seeing that impact of being able to do that, of giving that person a voice. I'd say those are the one or the top two.
2: Other would add? Yeah, I mean, I would add a lot of times in the past voluntary benefits were kind of a product sale, a product dump. We'd come in and we offer five different products and, and hope employees enrolled and see what the results were. Whereas we're being held more accountable as an industry for solution-based positioning. We're seeing that um, kind of one of the, the top strategies right now we're seeing from a solution-based component is making benefits more inclusive from a DEI standpoint. That's probably a a number one strategy right now. And, And we're also seeing employees wanting benefits that they can customize to their unique needs. Things that appeal to them based on their life stage, life experience, current needs, future needs, priorities, et cetera. Also, as Trevor mentioned, there's more of an emphasis on that member experience as we're trying to integrate these voluntary benefits as more of a core benefit in the benefits offering. So that's everything from point of enrollment to point of claim to year-round features and resources available to the member. And and again, that's a result of these benefits becoming more of a mainstream and core benefit offering, which is a good thing. At the end of the day, these are voluntary plans that employees are opting into because they feel that they provide a solution to a unique need that they have. And so we want them to be as user-friendly as possible and not just something they can access at work anymore, something that can be a key component of their financial wellness
1: strategy last thing I would conclude with this, we went from an industry that does everything on paper to our second article came out and talked about metaverse and started talking about the impact of AI. And that sent shockwaves through our industry. And we had different partners that were just maybe looking at doing some things technology wise, but yet we have other partners that are already out there talking 2.0, 3.0 with AI and metaverse. So now it really challenges the status quo with some of those, where do we put the resources of our company from a capital perspective, do we put it into kind of just what we're doing, competing with maybe that two or three traditional competitor going, wow, our marketplace is a lot bigger and we need to really ramp up and invest, I think most importantly, in our people. Uh, That's a big thing that I think we've lost with the great resignation and being able to help that attract, motivate, and retain is why are they doing that? We spend so much capital on other things. We need to really invest back on that individual because our individuals that are key leaderships, maybe are not bringing us everything and that, you know, being separated during the pandemic of not being able to collaborate during work, we're starting to see where we need to get on the phone. We need to sit down and have this collaborative discussion. So that's been kind of fun to see that where folks are maybe only required to go in the office four days. They're now saying to us a month, they're saying, hey, we're back in. We really need to ramp up what we're doing in our benefits world. It's just not status quo any longer. We're gonna be competitive from that perspective, so.
0: Thinking about the publication, who is your target audience for that?
2: That's a great question, Sally. Our target audience is anyone on the distribution side of the voluntary benefits industry. So that's your brokers, your consultants, your career agents, your benefit counselors and enrollers, your enrollment firms, your bentech platforms, decision support tools, the carriers at all levels within the carrier from the underwriting to the sales team to the customer service team. So if you're on the distribution side of voluntary benefits, you're our target audience and we want create content that you're going to find valuable. I mean, really the only person that's probably not our target audience is the HR manager themselves. We're really trying to speak high level about voluntary benefits to those to help them do their jobs better and distribute the benefits better.
1: I would say that the, the piece that's been interesting is we need to get more people into our marketplace. When we look around at different meetings, we're all getting a little bit older. You know, it's the traditional gray-haired gentleman in a lot of these meetings, In We're now starting to, I think the first publication was leading ladies or leading women in benefits. That feedback that we received was, hey, thanks for doing that. I've been out here, I've been and calling, I'm trying to move up the the chain. And now people could hear the voice that if it's females, minorities, we need to really do a a lot better job of recruiting if it's going directly to colleges, getting younger folks. We're seeing fewer and fewer licenses be renewed. We've lost about two thirds of the amount of producers license nationally. So by the way, we're growing country. We're seeing more and more people, but we have less and less and fewer and fewer individuals that are licensed that are able to do this. So one of the things we continue to do with our speaker series is bring in young under 40 folks that are coming to this market that go, wow, this is a really good career. I can protect my family financially. I have the impact to help generations. And it's not just this traditional oh, you do insurance, or that family member that's at your table, Oh, well, that's the insurance person. Don't bring anything. They're trying to sell me anything. But to make it a really cool and fun opportunity, and, and the feedback, when doing that leading ladies, was the feedback was tremendous to us. They're like, thank you for recognizing us. And I think there's a lot more that we can do in regards to that that'll help us bring that great resignation to our marketplace to show people that this is a really good career to be in.
0: What's your favorite part besides working next to your
2: wife every day?
1: It's... That's, this is, I think, 17 years together, year 11. We love it. Not only do we have our hub hats that we wear every day as consultants, now obviously this. The other day, we just got a short note from a head of distribution that said, hey, we printed out your article, and I took it and took it to our executive team, and this is what we're doing to change. Other and I were over lunch, and we are like, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. Like, to think about that piece, that, to have that impact, right? Like, not just, hey, this is warm and fuzzy. We're doing something that makes us feel good. Now we know that. That carrier is going to create a product that's ultimately going to affect their distribution team and it's going to affect that employer group. and ultimately, we will never know the amount of employees that got affected by increasing maybe that benefit that for their children, after they've been you know deceased and moved on or hurt from an injury, how it can protect them that they don't find themselves in a financial downfall. That's knowing that you have that impact. I think that makes our job pretty special.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Heather, you mentioned this early on in the show, but can you remind our audience one more time how they can get on the distribution list for a voluntary advantage?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I first wanted to point out that it's free. And so please, there's no cost to you to sign up. We call our publication the Voluntary Benefits Voice because we want it to be the collaborative voice of our industry. So we want as many people to subscribe as possible. Visit our website at www. .voluntary-advantage.com. Right when you go to our website, a subscription box should pop up and we just need your name and your email. Go online and register there. You can also follow us on social. We have a fairly active LinkedIn account under the same name, Voluntary Advantage. So find us on social as well and engage with us there. We have regular posts and love to see our subscribers and, and followers comment with their own feedback and their own ideas. That obviously helps fuel our content for future editions as
1: well. And we've had feedback on the social media from companies that we may have never, ever reached out before. And they said, hey, this is what we do. In the past, we're like, well, I don't know where that connects. And now they are reaching out to us saying, this is what we're doing with employer groups. So yeah, our inbox is filling up on LinkedIn because people want to have a conversation with us. But if it ultimately can help that employer or employee, it's a pretty neat experience that we're seeing that there's a lot of benefits that I mean here we are working with the top five brokerage, been here for a decade, and we're seeing things that are out there because the market is changing so fast.
0: Yes, it is. You are absolutely right. And thank you guys for filling a void in the broader benefits industry. Our team is very proud that we've had the opportunity to partner with Voluntary Advantage. So thank you both for being here. Thank you for not only having one day job, but taking on another one and doing it so cheerfully and in such an informative way. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of The Granite List Live. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.